Live, brought to you exclusively by Evan Garcia. Hey, everybody. How you doing? I hope you have a wonderful day, evening, night, afternoon, wherever you're at, wherever you're listening or watching. Hope you're having a good one. Uh, got a good show for you today, guys. Um, this is a guy that I've known for a while. Really good dude. I consider him a friend. Zach Burge is going to be on the show, joining us in just a minute. Uh, wanted to give you a couple quick updates. First of all, thank you uh, to all the great comments that have been coming through for the new format of Ike Live 2.0. Man, I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun doing these shows in addition to the old Ike Lives. Uh, but these are cool because a little bit more up close and personal, a little bit more one-on-one, and, uh, and I'm liking them. So thank you for the comments. Let me remind you, if you've got an idea of a guest you want to hear from, or something you want to talk about, send us a message in the comments and we'll definitely uh, put that on the list. Also, you saw it in the intro uh, there, a brand new sponsor for 2024 for the podcast, Abu Garcia. Man, uh, there's no better feeling to have a longtime supporter of yours on the professional side, the tournament side, come and help you on some other side like the podcast. So thank you to Abu Garcia. I mentioned it last show but we're going to have a lot of great offers, first looks, exclusives just for you as the Ike Live fan. So look forward to getting some of those. Also, go to abugarcia.com for all the latest and greatest. And then, of course, the Ike Foundation, uh, a couple quick notes from Becky. Uh, Ike Foundation Kids Events. We have uh, a lot of them already listed for next year. So if you want to participate or you have kids that want to participate or friends, head on over to ikefoundation.org. And look at our list of events. It's a pretty amazing year in 2024 for events. All right. I want to get to it. Uh, can't wait to talk to Zach and catch up with him. Joining us now on the show. And he's been on the Ike Live show before. I want to, I'm going to get his opinion on this new format versus the old. Joining us now, Zach Burge. Zach. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Appreciate you having me. I appreciate you coming on. All right. First things first. How was Christmas? How was New Year's? How'd you guys, how was, how'd the family do? Was it a good one? Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, normal get together, um, kids having a blast, obviously. Um, that was, that's pretty much it. Kids have a good time all day, play with toys and, uh, we hang out and have a good time, have a good adult time. That's awesome. I, you know, I was going to say for the average pro angler, the holiday season is like a true off season. Like I would say, 60% of the guys, when they end in September or October, dude, they put their fishing stuff up and they get this massive break. But like I see their social posts and like they're at the beach and, and they're just chilling out and they're they're hunting, but recreationally, like once in a while, and the holidays come and they're sleeping, they're resting. But dude, I'm looking at your post. You're dude, you're busier than a lot of the guys, specifically because of the hunting thing. Do, do you like that? Is, is that like your personality? Are you like type A where you just, you got to keep doing stuff. You got to keep hustling. It's extremely hard for me to sit around. Uh, <laughs> like when I have nothing to do, it's just really hard for me to sit around and not do anything. Uh, that's just kind of how I've always been. You know, there's days where I like kick back somewhere where it's quiet and might take like a 15, 20 minute power nap and I get up and I'm ready to go again. But uh, yeah, it's every day. It's something. And, and it seems like, you know, tournament season's, fairly busy there's a lot of travel time going from events and then real busy at events and stuff but 
when I'm done with tournaments, I get real busy, uh, real, real busy every single you, day. You kick it in the high gear. So if you're watching or listening right now and you haven't followed Zach, go follow him on social media. But a lot of people, I don't think, know the extent to which you're the hunting side, uh, the foul malicious side. Man, you, dude, you're every time I see a post, you're, you're, you're on a trip, you're hunting, you're working, you're in, you're, you know, you're, you're setting up, you're, and it's, it's busy. You, you, talk about that. I think people don't, I think people think maybe, you know, you're just, ah, I'm going to recreationally shoot a couple ducks. But dude, you're as hardcore as they come. Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I always have been uh, growing up. I loved it. It was absolutely eat up with it, you know, years ago. Um, it's, it's just something I've always loved to do. So when we moved out here, nobody duck hunted hardly. So it was like a, you know, it was, it was open and you could get on property easy. Um, you didn't have to lease anything, just a good old yeah. boy handshake. Yeah. You can hunt my stuff. No problem. And as the years have went on, you know, things have changed. Uh, social media has made it a lot tougher because of, of just publicity and stuff like that. So yeah. Long story short, we ended up buying a place uh, late, basically before last season started, kind of middle of the summer. And we turned it into a place of our own and we've been working on it every day that we can, you know, in and around tournaments and, and trying to build it to something, you know, that we all want to love and enjoy. And, and our kids will be able to hunt one day and, you know, they won't have to, you know, fight and try to beat somebody to a spot or have a throw down at a boat ramp or something. Um <laughs> You know they won't have to go through that hopefully and and our our long-term goal is to add more properties here and there and eventually have places we can just rotate through and, and have as our own but we looked at it as you know we can sell hunts for yeah. five or six years pay for this place and then after that it's ours and we can continue yeah. to run hunts and pay for another place pay for another place and just kind of add on to it um so it's it's nonstop work around here for that, but I, I absolutely love it, you know, and, and I don't shoot as much as I used to. It's not, to me, it's not about the shooting. I, I'd rather see customers with smiles on their face and um, I'm doing my job to put ducks in front of them so they can shoot and pull the trigger and have a good time and holler. And, you know, at the end of the day, they go home happy. Everybody's happy. And, and uh, you know, I tell them all the time, I promise you there's nobody that wants to shoot a duck worse than me. And I will do my absolute best to put them right in front of you. Um, and that, that puts a smile on my face every day when I get to do that. That's awesome. It, it, there's two things that, that make that super, super awesome. The one is, dude, you had the wherewithal to build a business, like a secondary business. Like That could be a whole other podcast. Me and you could talk for hours about that because I'm so impressed with guys like yourself that have been able to do other things B because you know the fishing industry is shaky, to say the least. So- I'm, I'm so it's great to see you build that business. It's so awesome. But the other part of it is, dude, I actually am. I, I want to really legitimately copy what you just talked about, because Becky and I have been looking to do something like that on the fishing side and, you know, around here. And the hardest thing that we're encountering is finding the right property. There's just not a lot of it that fit the bill for, for that. But uh, very, very, very excited that you did that because that's that's honestly for me that's that's a dream too like i would love to do something very similar to that so it's gotta it's gotta feel good too right that to have something like that and know that it's yours and know that you know you're building a legacy whether it's for your kids or for other people to enjoy the sport you're building that 
that that's that feels good. It's got to. Right. Yeah, it does. You know, we we never had a place that we could call our own growing up and stuff. And we were always hunting public ground and, and we still do a bunch and we travel and go places. We hunt a 99% public ground. Yeah. And it's great to have that, but it's getting so much more hard to find good places and you got to work so much harder to, you know, make it successful and stuff like that. So, you know, the group of guys that are in this with me, they're all like-minded. They're all, you know, we have a, everything in common basically. And yeah, um, you know, we all had the same goal with it was this is a place that we call our own. Uh, we'll be able to pass it on and we'll be able to bring people to it and, and show them what it's really about and how things should be done and, and, you know, teach them a lot and ways to hunt the right way. That's, That's what awesome. I really enjoy. That's awesome. Now I, I have, um, did a little preparation for the show and I have an exact quote from someone, you know, about how much you like waterfowl hunting. And this is from Ryan Salzman. Ryan's been on the show. Good dude. I know you travel a little bit with Ryan. And his exact quote is, I don't know how Zach catches any fish because all he all he wants to do is watch hunting videos all day when, when we're rooming together. So that came directly from his mouth. So I, I thought that was interesting because like I he said that and I can't I couldn't even imagine. Like I'm closing my eyes because like in a bass tournament, I'm dude, I'm so like freaked out. I'm like tying baits on till like 10 o'clock i get back and i'm looking at maps and i'm like so like overly type a personality about what's happening and then i was like closing my eyes thinking here's zach just ah suspicion and <laughs> watching videos is that true is he exaggerating or is that true no he's telling 100 the truth <laughs> it's i you know i it, when i go to a tournament and i've and i've had to i've had to stop and think about this stuff because when I stress myself out about a tournament, like trying to think about every aspect of it, like you just described, yeah. uh, you know, stay out till middle of the night, tying stuff on, changing baits, changing lures, thinking about all these other places I need to hit the next day. I do worse. Um, right. It's just, right. I don't, I think I overthink it and I just second guess myself so much. Uh, whereas if I just show up and just go. Yeah. I end up making better choices. I don't feel like I'm overwhelmed throughout the day and I'm rushed to do things. So when, I, you know, like, like what he's described and when I get done, I usually come back to the house. We'll eat something good. Um, you know, normally kick back and watch hunting videos or something. I try to take my mind off of yeah. it for a little while, you know, just to kind of yeah. kick back and, and uh, relax a little bit. I'm a, you know, I, I don't know that that's necessarily the best thing to do, but for me it works and I feel like I perform better by doing that. You know? Well, that I, I honestly love it. It's kind of inspiring to hear that because I'm coming off like a really terrible year and then like kind of like a mediocre year last year. And I feel like, you know, that it's hurting me probably at this stage of, of my career, overthinking and over preparing and, you know, and, and I hearing that kind of is like, Maybe I need to try a little bit of that. You know what I mean? I think I need to try a little bit of that this year. And and I think it might just help you fish the moment better, right? Because, you you know, you're not going in with preconceived notions. You don't have 30 things on your mind or written down on notes. And you're just fishing the moment, you know? And that's that's a hard thing to do. But maybe that's a way to help you fish the moment, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I've heard you say that more than anybody I know um, is fish the moment. And when I think about it and I think about the way that I approach a tournament or fish during a tournament, 
it, it's really that it's 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 not it's not over because you can over i feel like you can over prepare for something right so yeah. you already get something in your head that you're gonna do and you get so stuck on it that you may overthink what you should actually be doing in that moment you know, or the, the weather situation that might be presented to you or you know a current situation or something that might have changed but you've got it stuck in your head so so bad that yeah. i've got to do this i've got to do that whereas if you were just more open-minded and kind of relaxed on it you'd be like okay the wind changed this way the current slacked up a little bit we need to go hit this or we need to go hit that and yeah. you might you know you might might have a better outcome might not but that's just kind of my thoughts on it and it, it resembles a lot of what you say about fish the moment and it, it works for me most yeah. of the time that's awesome i'm gonna adapt some of that this year in my fishing by the way how is uh how is traveling with ryan because it, it was funny because i didn't know you guys honestly didn't know you guys traveled together and it was like when I heard that, I'm like, two good guys, two really good guys. I, I know both you guys, but I'm like, talk about opposite personalities. Like, <laughs> like Ryan's like, he's out there, like talk to anybody, like wants to make friends with the homeless guy on the street. And you're you're kind of like just cool, collective, keep to yourself. And I'm like, damn, I wonder how that is it like the odd couple when you guys travel together or does it work? No, it actually it works really well. Uh, it, it's been a good time. We always have a good time. Uh you know, we come back, we bullshit a lot, um, talk about the day and just, you know, it's kind of the same thing. You know, he, he likes to watch a lot of golf and stuff like that. And, um, I like to watch some hunting stuff. So we'll watch hunting for a little while. We'll watch some golf stuff. I don't know a whole lot about golf and that kind of stuff, but I've learned a lot from sitting around, listening to him talk about it and describe a lot of things. To it's, it's pretty cool. It's interesting. We have a good time with it. That's awesome. Uh, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about something that hardly ever gets talked about, whether it's on this podcast or other shows or magazines or whatever is I've, I've watched for a lot of years, watched your sort of your physical regiment, especially in the off season. And you're one of the guys that dude, you're it. And I don't say this in a strange kind of way. I say this very envious because dude, you're in shape. Dude, you're fit, dude. And a lot of guys, it's funny because like when you say fishing, you know, and I'm not throwing stones at anybody because of their body type or whatever. I'm just saying in general, people do not associate the sport of fishing with being physically fit. And you are. Talk, talk a little bit about that. Uh, you know, it, 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 my life is so active. Um. You know, I'll get up if I'm going to a tournament. I'm at a tournament. I'm fishing from daylight till dark, uh, which is it, it takes a toll on you. We all know that that fish. You know, at the end of the day, you're exhausted. Yeah. It's it's a it's a mental thing too. You've got to be able to handle that. But I look at it like during the off season or in between events when I'm home, I go to the gym. I get up. We've got a we've got a really nice gym down the road from the house that we go to. Um, they and what I do for a living and and ways to keep me in shape and tip top shape to where I can, I can feel good throughout the whole tournament. I don't beat myself up. Um, and I'm able to keep doing this and, and it's not hard on me. Yeah. And then at the same time, like now when we're hunting like today, um, shoot, there's no telling how many hundreds of yards I trek through, you know, ankle deep mud and boots and waders that I promise you a lot of guys probably would have taken 
or 20 steps and been like, hell with this. Y'all can have it, you know? But yeah. I have to be able to do that because I've got customers that are relying on me and I've got to be able to put everything out, pick everything up and, and make, make it successful for them. So it not only would I let them down and not be able to do my job if I didn't stay in shape and, and didn't, you know, and, and I'm not saying I'm the healthiest eater or, uh, nutritionist type person ever. Uh, if I, if I ate good, if I had a, a good diet that I went by, shoot, there's no telling how good a shape I could be in, but I, I, I don't, I, I, I eat what I want when I want to, uh, you know, drink a little bit and I drink some water in between. I drink a lot of water during events. And when I'm really active though, I chug some water, but, um, you know, going to the gym and staying healthy and, and just, you know, just go a little bit. If you don't go at all, going a little bit will help you tremendously. And I, I try to go a lot and it's, it's made a big difference with me. I mean, I, I started it like probably, probably seven years ago, I started going to some CrossFit gyms and it was a lot of, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It's competitive. Uh, and yeah. that's what I like. I like the competitive side of it. You get somebody in there that's relatively close to you and your abilities and the weight you can move and stuff like that. And, you get doing a workout and they're beating you a little bit. You kind of get fired up. You try to push yourself to go a little harder and, and compete with them. And, and that's what I really like to do. So it kept me, it kept me going for, you know, we're probably seven years in doing that. Yeah. And I'm still doing it today. And I, I feel as good as I did when I was in high school. That, that's awesome. Well, I think there's a lot of people listening right now that are probably, you know, that that's inspiring to them. And, and, you know, with where we're at in the time, like everybody has, a new year's resolution. So if you're watching this or listening to this, that might be your resolution this year. Um, speaking about resolution, speaking about change in 2024, I want to make sure I talk about this is I saw a big announcement from you recently about fishing the NPFLs in, in 24. I, I think it's freaking awesome. Like, like hats off to you for doing that. Talk, talk a little bit about that. Is this something you've, is this something you were thinking about, Zach? Like, in the past, like, were you were you kind of saying, "Oh, this is something I eventually want to do," or did it have to do with all the changes going on? Or talk about why you're doing that. So it's it's had a little bit to do with everything. Um, obviously, if I could fish everything, I would fish everything. Yeah. Um, bass, MLF, MPFL, I'd fish it all if schedules aligned. Like, if they would just make it right to where you could fish everything, I would fish every single tournament possible. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I know that's never the case. There's always a conflict somewhere. I tried to fish the opens for, you know, the past few years, and there's always a conflict. Uh, one year there wasn't. I almost made it. Uh, and then the next year there was changes with one conflict, so I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it this year. Um, and I'm not one to just quit and go try to take a different avenue. I don't. I work. I feel like I've worked so hard to get where I'm at. I don't want to take a step back to try to go a different direction. Right. Um, so I've also tried to fish MPFL for, for the past couple of years as well. And schedules haven't aligned there either. Yeah. Uh, this year I had kind of a mediocre year with MLF. Uh, didn't do terrible, but I didn't qualify for heavy hitters. So that eliminated one conflict of two that they had with their schedule. The first one being, in three weeks down at uh when i'm at toledo bend they've got their first event um so i'm not gonna be able to make the first one but that leaves five more that i can go to yeah. and fish and i've talked to brad and them several 
doing it and they're they're always extremely helpful and they really want you to be there um and i've known brad for a couple of years you know a few years now for working with omega and um great great people um we're gonna get along great we're gonna have a really good time and, and i'm looking forward to that that's that's what i need right now in my yeah in my bass fishing days yeah well i i two things the first one is i agree with you 100 percent. i wish we were at a state in fishing where the leagues got along or at least cooperated. Maybe get along isn't the right word. <laughs> but, cooperates a little yeah, I wish they would cooperate so a guy could fish the opens and the BPTs and the MP. Like, you know what I mean? Wouldn't that be awesome? So you're right. I wish that was there. And then the second thing is, um, I got to be honest with you, man. And, and this is, I think, the first time I've publicly said this. I feel bad that when the NPFL started, I kind of gave them, not gave them a lot of shit, but I was kind of like skeptical. You, you know what I mean? Like I was like one of those guys sitting on the sidelines like, oh, great. Just what we need. Another professional circuit. You know, that I was that I was that dumbass. I actually feel bad about it because I've watched those guys now from afar. I think they're going on their fourth year. Is it four or maybe even five? It's been a while. Yeah. And uh, and they've done a heck of a job. They've done a heck of a job. I, I like the coverage. I like that they're providing more tournaments for, for us to fish. I like a lot of what they're doing. So, real quick, let me look in the camera. MPFL, guys, I'm sorry. I was a doubter in the beginning. <laughs> you guys are doing a good job. Uh, congratulations. So, I, I'm excited to see a fish over there this year. It, it's nice because I have – I have fun tuning in and watching that. You know, if, if there's not a lead event going on or whatever, I, I watch them. And uh, those guys, the coverage, those guys, uh, Fat Cat, those guys do are so good. <laughs> so I uh, definitely looking forward to you fishing over there. It, is there is there one of those events that of the five that you're looking at and being like, yeah, that's that's the one I'm going to win? Or are you just excited about all of them? And I'm just excited about all of them, honestly. Um, I. I've, I've, I've looked at the schedule. I haven't put a lot of effort into it um, as far as looking at things and trying to break anything down yet. So far out for me, and I've got – I literally have so much on my plate here at home hunting right now and taking customers that I can't even hardly think about tomorrow yet, <laughs> uh, much less, you know, a couple months down the road at a tournament. So much is going to change between now and then. So, yeah, uh, I try to get through today and then I'll get through tomorrow when it comes. And then when the tournament comes around, starts getting close, I'll, I'll be pre prepared for it. But, yeah, it's I don't really know one more than the other that will benefit it better, too. Yeah, well, very, very excited to watch you fish over there this year. Uh, it, it's funny because today we had texted back and forth and we found today as, you know, the day that we were going to do this podcast. And it just so happened that this morning on my social media, I made an announcement this morning that I'm no longer with Rappel of VNC. And it's crazy because like in the last, let's call it two months, I've seen more guys changing or, you know, announcing that they've lost sponsorships and title sponsors and they're changing this. They're, and, and I'm a victim of it, too. I, I, it's crazy what's going on. I guess the question I have to ask you, because I can't fucking figure it out. <laughs> so I need, I need to ask as many people as I can. 
What the hell's going on in the fishing industry right now, Zach? Because listen to me. If you like, it's like this fear. There's like, it's hard to describe uh, because if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're not in the fishing industry. Everything might seem status quo, but there's this fear in the fishing industry right now. It almost feels like 2008 when the economy like tanked, but the economy's not terrible right now. Like things are okay, but there's this really weird thing going on in the industry right now. What the hell's going on, Zach? What's happening? Man, I, I would love to be able to give you the answer <laughs> because I, I've been in the same situation, you know, the past couple of months. And yeah, it's funny. I was talking to a buddy of mine last night that has been with the company for eight or nine years now. And the reason they partnered at the beginning was because of his name and his um, brand that he was building it. Right. So now eight years have gone by. And they're potentially parting ways because his actual real name isn't popping up on Instagram. It's his name that he's gone by for years that everybody knows his brand by. And I'm like, is this some bullshit excuse or are, are you just coming up with stuff to, to let somebody go? Like that, that doesn't even make sense to me. Right. And then, you know, I, I had a, a deal with a company that just, up and disappeared this year, which caught me completely off guard. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why I was given yeah. an answer of sales and um, quality content was the reason for the partnership going different directions. Right. And I look back at it. I'm like, all my obligations that I was supposed to do, I, I went above and beyond. I did more than I was supposed to. I gave them more. I actually went out of my way to start the Birch Bites videos that we're doing every Monday. I gave them that in addition, and it was presented by them. And they parted ways with me out of nowhere, and yeah. I did not get a straight answer. I don't feel like the answer I was given was the right one. I went back and tried to renegotiate at a little lower, you know, cost and stuff like that to just to keep the keep the partnership going because yeah. I really enjoyed it. It was good because it was on the water, off the water, hunting, fishing stuff. Felt like it was a great connection, um, and it just disappeared. I don't really understand why, and I don't feel like I was given the right answer. But it is what it is. At the end of the day, I can't I can't change what they want to do, and I can't make yeah. them say yes or no. So. Yeah, um, it is what it is. I'll move on. I, you know, I can regroup from it. I can make up the loss and it's not a big deal, but yeah. it is very it's a very strange time. And and I don't like it a lot. You know, I wish I could get I wish I could get just enough um, partnerships with companies that are non endemic. So I don't have to deal with the fishing industry right now at all because <laughs> it's just that chaotic. It really is. Amen. I agree. I agree to that. And it's funny because as you're talking like it's the same situation for me. I'm in the same boat, you know? And I think, um, you know, I think a lot of the justifications that are given aren't the real justifications. You know, I think, I think unfortunately it's like, it doesn't always come down to you delivering, doing a good job or doing the best job for that company. It comes down to dollars and cents. And, you know, that's like the business side of the sport that I hate, you know? Um, but you know, the other part of it is, it's just like, like you said, like, that brand equity 
that you build with someone and those relationships that you build, you know, it's, it's a shame because, you know, whether it's two years or six years or 10 years, that's a long time, you know, and to just terminate a relationship based on dollars and cents, you know, without any negotiations or, or, you know, point of, you know, you can't meet somewhere. Yeah. That's, that's sad when it comes to that. I, it is. I, I've seen before though, and I, I want to make sure I mention this and I, we won't even, we don't even have to name the sponsor, but I can't remember how many years ago it was Zach, but I remember that you had a situation come up where the sponsor sort of didn't fulfill their end of the agreement. And you did something that very few anglers do. And I, I remember saying, Oh God, this is what we all need to be doing from the very beginning. Which is you're like, man, I'm not I'm not putting that logo on like, you know, and and you actually like blacked out a logo. And I thought that was awesome. But you took a stand saying, you know, hey, I got value like having a relationship with a professional angler at the top of his game has value. I love that you did that. Uh, not why do more anglers not do that? Why do more anglers you know, why, why do they work for nothing? Why do they, you know, get the, the short end of the stick and just live with it? Why don't they stand up for themselves? Well, there's a lot, there's a lot of problems with that. Um, one initially, you know, when you're doing it for a living, obviously you want there to be some kind of financial support there for you to be able to do it unless you're just made for money, which I'm not, um, so when I do it, you know, I, I want to think that I have something to offer to every company that I work with. And I want, yeah. them, I want to think that they value that. So when I'm, when I'm working some with somebody, I, I assume they value everything that I do. And, and I try to go above and beyond to do that for them. Um, you know, and then you've got guys that are doing all kinds of stuff for nothing. Um, for basically to and not even getting paid or just taking a discount and this and that and it hurts the guys that that you know deserve to be paid and are, are at the top tier level of the sport. Um, and and then when we get back to you know, but you can't blame a company for that side of it because if I can get ten people to do this for nothing, right? Why should I pay somebody you know ten grand or whatever it may be to to do the same thing? You have to blame the anglers there, right? You can't blame the companies. You have to blame the anglers. You have to blame us for it. Absolutely. Yeah. We are we are the problem to that scenario, right? So what what happened with my situation was I, you know, I um, you know, I can't go and not pay my truck bill. I can't miss out on my mortgage, my phone bill, they'll cut it off, they'll come get my truck, they'll you know, take everything in my home, take my house if I don't pay my bills. Right. Yeah. So if I'm not getting paid by the contract that I'm supposed to be paid by, why should I keep doing work for you at that time? You know, right. right. Like I should, I should pause it for a little bit or, you know, let me plug this in real fast. Yeah. Um, I should just take a little bit of time off basically, or I'm going to remove the logo and I'm going to, give my time to somebody that values what I'm doing and, and, and that sees that. So that was where I was at with that. 
think I was like three or four months uh, behind on, on being paid. And if somebody would have told me something or said, Hey, um, you know, we're having some struggles here. We'll catch up at, you know, six months or something. Right. Absolutely fine. I got no right. problem with that. I have a major problem with people lying to me and I have a major issue with just neglect. Um, because I may forget things here and there and I'm, and it may just go right over the top of my head, but I promise you, I will never do it intentionally and I'll never lie to you. Um, that's just how I am. And I've, I've got, I've got, I've got a big, I've got a big issue with being lied to. I don't like that. You lie to me once and we're done. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do business with you or be a part of anything that you're associated with yeah. from that point forward. Yeah. Um, so, but it had a really good outcome. Uh, we got paid. Uh, yep. Several of the other guys that weren't being paid got paid. And then, uh, you know, we ended the contract after that and, and I was out of it. I didn't, I didn't really care to be a part of that anymore anyway. So yeah, it worked out good for everybody. That's awesome. Well, it's good, good to see you stand up and take a stand. And I don't, I don't think enough anglers do that. So it was great to see that. I, I you know, as we were talking about those couple topics, it, it, it started to, going my mind a little bit that it seems like lately maybe this is part of this whole weird shit going on right now it seems like lately sponsors are there they they place less value on having an association with a pro they they they're not taking into account the importance of pro endorsement or sponsorship it it, it seems like to me that's gone away why the hell is, why is that? Like in a day where content and media and visibility as it all, as it is at an all time high, why do you think companies are less, you know, pro pro endorsements than they were before? Why, why is that? You know, I'm not real, I'm not real sure. Um, a lot of them are content based. Like you said, they want to see content. They want more content. They're, they're taking a value off of social media stuff like crazy um, views and impressions and stuff like that. Uh, you know, how many posts you make per day is a big thing. Yeah. Like most people don't make a post per day. They may, may make one a week or something. I try to make one or two a day if I can, uh, whether it's product related or not, just relative to everyday life stuff. And if it's in a position where it naturally comes, where a product can be in the background or can be involved with it, then that's a great opportunity to add something for them. Um, that's realistic. It's not something that's scripted or, or yeah. you know, not real. Uh, and that's what I like to do. But I don't know if it's a lot of companies may value like YouTube stuff more than like an actual professional athlete or fisherman, their content. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily think that there's more value to YouTube than there is words coming directly from like a professional angler like yourself. I think you, you know, if I heard you say something, it would mean a lot more to me about looking at a product or potentially purchasing a product than it would be somebody just rambling on on YouTube that fishes a pond three days a week yeah. and catches the same fish every day. Yeah. Um, and you got companies that I feel like, are, are that way. But then you've got companies like, uh, you know, Mercury is a company that for me, they really, really push hard on social media. That's what they want to see. 
and Lawrence is the same way. Um, so I try to do my very best for them on that side of things. And it's, it's, it's paid off for me, enjoy what I do. And, and we get along great because of it. And it, it, it lets me know that I'm doing my job and that everybody's happy. And so I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing there and, and try to look for ways to improve on that and do more for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome when, you know, you do have good relationships and I do, and you do where companies value your experience, right? Because that's, you know, companies coming in and I think you hit it on the head, having a relationship with someone that this is what they do, right? You know, you've been doing it a very long time. I have too. That has value to it, you know, those years of experience. And I, I love companies that, that know that and understand that. But it surprises me how many companies don't. <laughs> yeah. How many companies don't see those years of experience and realize that that has a worth to it? You know, like, yeah, right. you know, look, I've been working my way up since high school level to get to where I'm at now. And it's not worth anything. You know, like I, I'm so blown away by companies that, that view that. But. You know, here's the thing, and I, I believe this. Uh, if we had Ryan on the on the call with a salesman, he'd probably give you a different explanation on why this is. But regardless, I always feel like stuff happens for a reason. You know, when when one door closes, another one opens, and it's usually better. And uh, it's happened too many times in my career. I can tell you, you know, where something goes away and you're kind of hurt and mm -hmm. devastated, and then something better comes. And then like a few years later, you look back and you're like, Oh, thank God that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how things like that work out. I, I had, a, I had a real similar phone call after that, after that separation with myself and that other company came out of nowhere. I, I was so, I was so uh, messed up in the head about it and just confused because I didn't see it coming. Everything I'd been told leading up to that where you're doing a great job. We couldn't have picked a better team blah, blah, blah. Three weeks later, we're not going to be able to work with you in 2024. And I'm like, what? Wait, wait a minute. That doesn't even make sense. You should have told me I was doing a terrible job then and we're going to have to go somewhere else. Right. So I was so, I was so messed up about it and just constantly thinking, where did I go wrong? What did I do? And I even talked to a buddy about it yesterday. Actually, I asked him, I said, do you think I did anything wrong? Or did you ever see anything that might've, he said, no, you did great. And I talked to Mark Rose quite a bit and he, he, he kind of eased it, eased it on me as, you know, he said the same thing you did a minute ago when one door closes, another one opens usually and, and some better things have come out of it. So yeah. that kind of made it a little easier on me, made, made me not think about it so much. Um, I, I just hate, I hate letting people down. I hate thinking that I've done something wrong. Right. So that, that was the biggest thing for me. Uh, but bigger and better things usually come. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that's the case. It'll happen for you. And I think it'll happen for me too. Um, Zach, before I let you go, I, I, I've got this thing that uh, we've done on a few of the regular Ike Live shows before. Oh, by the way, I, I, I wanted to ask you that at the very beginning of the show. Now that you've been on both, do you have a preference? Because the fans like both. I've got fans of the show that are like, oh, no, you need to be drunk. Why aren't you drunk? And why aren't your buddies yelling at you? And I have other fans of the show that are like, dude, this podcast is way better than sitting through four hours of that other shit. So, <laughs> so as a, as a uh, guest on the show, which one have you liked better? You've been on both of them. 
Uh, personally, it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. I like both. <laughs> I really enjoy both, which good, is not the answer you're probably looking for. <laughs> um, but I think that's because you've got you've got a lot of people that are different, right? Yeah. You've got, two, you've got yeah. different crowds and people that like to watch the chaos, people that like to watch the one on one, maybe more more interaction between you know maybe more directed, um, more one on one type layout. Um, but for me, I, I enjoy both. I, I enjoy the chaos and, and, you know, laughing with guys and I, and I enjoy the one-on-one stuff too. So that's awesome. I'm good with, I'm good with either. That's awesome. I like doing them both. So that, that was the right, in my opinion, that's the right answer. Uh, all right, we're going to do this. We've done this on Ike live before, uh, the regular Ike live. And this is the first time I'm doing it on Ike live 2.0. It's a brand new sh- January show, right? It's the second show of the year. We got Abu as a sponsor now. So it makes sense. Um, uh, I'm going to give you five questions. I'm going to shoot them at you pretty quick. And you just have to, the first answer that pops in your head, that's what you got to give me. And here it goes. Number of rods in your boat at all times. Like every time you fish, how many rods do you have in your boat? 20. 20 rods. That's a, that's a good amount. I I don't, that's in the boat. I only usually have about (laughs) 10 on the deck. Maybe I usually keep Uh, about half in, half out. 20 in the boat. That's still a lot. All right. One color plastic you can't be without. Green pumpkin. Green pumpkin. I knew that. I, it was black and blue or green pumpkin. I knew that was coming. Um, one hard bait you can't live without. And you can name the brand. Feel free to name the brand. Uh, Yozuri 1.5 square bill. Square bill. Yeah. It makes sense. We're Part of the country you live in and grew up in. That makes sense, right? It's yeah. either spinnerbait or square bill. It's got to be. It's got to be. Um, all right. Last two. We're going to get a little harder. For you, Zach, just be prepared. Forward-facing sonar, aka Lawrence Active Target. Love it or hate it? Love it, absolutely love it. Love it. Tell me why. Um, you know, I've never really been a big electronics guy. It's not something that I've I grew up fishing with and and you know catching fish using or utilizing. I I've simply learned it over the past few years and. Um, I wish I could have had it earlier. I wish I could have utilized it earlier. And I wish I, you know, knew more about it than I do now, which I, I feel like I've know a good bit about it. I utilize it a lot. I catch a ton of fish with it. Um, I don't know. It's just, I, I enjoy watching the fish come up and eat a jerk bait. I enjoy watching them come up and, you know, eat a bait, see how they react. To me, it's kind of like calling ducks, right? Yeah. When I'm calling the ducks, I like to see how they react to my call. I like to see how their cadence is and what they like to hear to put them right in front of us so we can shoot them. Yeah. Doing the same thing on the screen with the fish. Um, I'm watching how they react to the way I move my bait. I try to, you know, entice them to eat it. And when I do, I feel like, Oh man, I just landed those ducks right in front of us. Well, I just made that fish bite before he got to the trolling motor. And, you know, I, I really get a kick out of that. And I enjoy doing it. Um, a fish that I wouldn't have caught by just, being aware of the situation and what's around yeah. me and bonus fish, I call it that I get to catch throughout the day. Yeah. That's so awesome hearing that. Cause I've, I've interviewed other, what I consider shallow water grinders, you know, that fit your style and mm-hmm. uh, some absolutely just run from it and some are embracing it. And I, I like that answer because it's a tool like anything else. Right. And it's going to help you catch a few more a day. Um, yep. You know, I think, I think too many people assume that you got to be, one of these young, young, geeky, nerdy kids to, to like it forward facing, but I'm, I'm learning to adapt with it and, and you have too. So that's pretty cool. All right. I saved the best for last. And this is 
the next president of the United States if, if it wasn't Trump and Biden running. I'm going to give you two other names. This is the next president of the U.S., and you have to pick it. And your choices are Boyd Duckett or Chase Anderson. Jeez, I have to answer that? <laughs> I, I mean, you could do an independent party. Like, if you... You know, I mean, like you know, there's always those independent candidates running. And you never know who the hell they are. You're like, who the hell is that? And he's got like three people that voted for. You could do that. I'm gonna choose. I'm gonna choose to go a different route there with the independent, okay. and uh, ah. I'd have to. I'd have to substitute somebody in. Okay. Do you have anybody in mind that you'd like to see from the fishing realm be the president of the United States? We need a good old country boy. We need Andy Morgan. Oh. That's actually a good one. I feel like that would be a good one. Dude, that's a really good one. I think we'd be in a good place. Yeah, because you know what? Andy, Andy's very, he's very matter of fact. You know what I mean? You know, like when you talk to some dudes and you're like, as they're talking, you're always kind of like step back. You're like, and you're trying to decipher the bullshit. You know, you're like, mm -hmm. all right. But when you talk to Andy, Andy's very like, he has this way about him. He's very matter of fact. He just lays it out the way it is. And then when he's done telling, you know, given his delivery of a speech, he's like, and that's the way it is. And you're kind of like, yeah, that is the way it is. <laughs> that's it. Yep. He's very, he's very, very smart. And I've learned a lot from him just listening to him talk. I really like to listen to people talk. And um, he, he's one that when he's talking, I'm listening. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's a great vote. Uh, I, I would, I would vote for Andy Morgan for sure. Uh, Zach, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, it's awesome catching up with you, of course, and uh, very excited about what you got going on this year. MBFL, BPT, very excited for you this year. Before you go, remind everybody, if they want to follow you on social media or if they want to follow your hunting adventures, give them some places to go to. Where can they Where can they follow you at? Uh, yep, it's, so it's ZB Fishing on Instagram, Zach Burge Fishing on Facebook, and we've got a Foul Militia YouTube channel that we've got a lot of stuff on there. Um, and I've got a Zach Birch fishing YouTube channel too, that we're starting to put a lot more stuff out there on it as well. Um, a lot of short clips, just fish catches, little tips and tricks, things, stuff like that. So those are the places I'm there. I'm active. It's usually me responding, um, to anybody that, you know, has a question or anything, feel free to reach out with me. I'll do my best to get back with you. That's awesome. And keep up the, uh, Birch bites. They're, they're fun. I, I've enjoyed those as well. So Zach, thanks for coming on, man. I hope, I hope to see you down the road. I know we're, we're kind of crossing has less now that we're fishing different tours but i hope to see you out the road somewhere yep likewise i appreciate it thanks for having me you got it thanks zach all right everybody there you have it yes that was awesome catching up with zach burge it was great to have him on the show again uh so cool i i, I think gone and fishing the mpfl you know supplementing uh the beat bass pro tours is a great strategy and honestly i i said it with him on the line I wish the leagues could just get along. I wish they could just get along because it'd be cool to see, especially these younger guys, be able to fish two circuits or three circuits. For crying out loud, this is the way we make our living. Let us make our living. So uh, great having him on. Thank you, Zach. I uh, want to remind everybody, uh, brand new season, brand new year of Ike Live 2.0s. Keep the comments coming, guys. Keep messaging me about guests you want to see, topics you want to hear from. Uh, that's important to me. Also, brand new sponsor with Abu Garcia. 
this year. Uh, you know the Abu product. I've been with Abu forever. Look at the gray in my beard. See that gray? That's how long I've been with Abu Garcia. A lot of really cutting-edge rods, reels, and technology coming from Abu Garcia. Very excited to have them to support this show. Very excited to kind of give you the first look at a lot of what's coming down the pipe. So uh, thank you to Abu Garcia. And last but not least, Ike Foundation, our kids' fishing events for 2024, for the most part, are in the books. Head on over to ikefoundation.org. If you want to take a kid fishing and fish a bass tournament, if you want to take a kid fishing that's never been fishing before, if you want to take a kid and teach them casting, you can do all of that. Head over to the ikefoundation.org and get all that information over there. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. It's been a super fun show. Uh, have a blessed weekend. Have a good week, day, month, year, and, uh, and we'll see you at the next one. By the way, got some really, really amazing guests coming up on the show. I'm just going to tease one of them. His name, last name, is the same as the car name from the Dukes of Hazard, And that's it. Thanks for watching. Bye. You know, right now where we're standing, we're in Camden, New Jersey. Yeah. Philadelphia is right there. This is the concrete jungle. And, you know, a lot of those kids, as they grow up, they don't fish. It's interesting because they're surrounded by water. You know, the, the Delaware River, the Schuylkill, ponds, city park lakes. But they don't have the influence to, to, to cast, to fish, to have a rod and reel. And that really, that became our focus, you yeah. know, is to target kids in what we call non-traditional areas, yeah. you know, urban areas, city centers, where the population's high. And, and let these kids have an experience, you know, and it, it, it's amazing. I mean, some of the experiences we've had, whether it's Central Park in New York City, here in Camden, other parts of the country, even just casting. Yeah. It's unbelievable to see it, isn't it? Yes. It's unbelievable. Yes. And, and uh, you know, you see these kids have this experience they've never had, and they light up, you know? The big thing, I think, for the Ike Foundation is we're not, we're not saying we want all these kids to become professional anglers. No. It'd be great if some of them did, but we want them to have that fishing experience because it ties them to so, mu so many other positive things. The outdoors, nature, conservation, conservation. Uh, ecology, um, you know, all these amazing things in life that maybe they wouldn't have been exposed to any other way, we're trying to help with that. So it's, it's important, it's important for us. Yeah. We're proud of it. I subscribe to Bass UTV, and so should you. Great place to learn about anything you want to know about bass fishing. You get it at Bass U. We got the best of the best. I'm not just an instructor, I'm a subscriber. I'm John Cruz, and I am a subscriber. You can always learn, and uh, watching Bass U has definitely helps with that. It's something that I like to do, and it's definitely something that you need to do. If I'm still learning, you should be too. Subscribe to Bass U, because you'll learn how to catch a lot more fish. Ike Live, brought to you exclusively by Abu Garcia.